Welcome to this episode of On The Move, a podcast about missions, international ministry, and how God is changing lives around the world. So today is going to be a little bit of a special episode. I'm joined by my husband and partner in ministry, Steve White, and together we founded 21C International a few years ago. We're actually going to just take some time together today to talk about what God has done in and through 21C in this past year. And then we're going to take also some time to look ahead at what's to come in 2024. So I am your host, Leanne White. I'm so glad you've joined us today. And Steve, I just want to say thank you for making the time at the end of the year to join us to do this episode. It is a pleasure. It has been an amazing year watching what God is doing around the world and getting to be a part of it is it's just really fun to talk about. So I'm glad to be here. So let's just dive right in. So let's let's start and and talk about as you look back on the year, where are some of the places that you see 21C has had an impact in the past year, the countries, the ministries uh, where you see that we've had an impact? Well, there's there's one story in particular that just pops off as kind of encapsulating the year and in the ministry model and all of it in, in just one story. And so I'll start there. Back in January, we got a message on Facebook from a leader by the name of Donati. Donati is a, is a leader in a remote part of southwestern Uganda, right butted up against the border of Congo and Rwanda. And he's way out in the middle of, of really what we think of as nowhere. He sent us a message in January saying that he had started following us on Facebook and he was really excited about what he saw. He wanted to know if it was possible for him to be able to participate in in the pastoral training that 21C provides. We were able to connect him with our brand new coordinator in Uganda. He traveled across the country, went to one of our workshops, took the materials and the ministry model back with him to his home place. And within just a couple of months, he had 25 people, other leaders studying with him in these, uh, we call them Timothy groups. They're basically small leadership cohorts that are studying through our biblical material together. By the end of this year, uh, and you'll remember this fondly, Leanne, we had the opportunity to go to his place. Uh, we were down in this remote area called Kanungu, again, southwestern Uganda. Uh, and Donati, who, by the way, goes by Donut, which is kind of hard to forget once you hear it once. Donut's father is a key pastor in that area, and he invited us to go and present some training, celebrate with some people who had finished their first course with us. Uh, and so we were in, his name is Pastor Richard. We were in Pastor Richard's church. About 150 people ended up spending a chunk of that day with us, those who had mostly completed this study. And part of the deal on that day was not only were we providing them a little bit more training so that they could facilitate more groups, they were committing to going out and forming their own groups of about 10. So as I look back on this just improbable story, I, I remember thinking while we were in Kanungu, the self-service 
is as bad as any place I've been in East Africa. The Wi-Fi coverage was worse. How Donut in his remote village connected with us on Facebook and that turned into several hundred people working with 21C in this region is just, it's a God thing right there that he would even find us, connect with us, and then it would grow. That really, for me, encapsulates what we're doing. We're trying to provide access to biblical training in a non-formal setting for pastors and church leaders who otherwise are never going to access it. And these people in Kanungu are just perfect examples of that. So few of them have any training. Their literacy levels are lower. They love the Lord. They're excited about their ministry responsibility, and they're desperate to be good at what they do. As we finished our time there, Pastor Richard kind of started to wrap things up a little bit. In his concluding comments, we were done, the day was done, he didn't really have to do anything except close in prayer, but he got up and made a really profound challenge to the people that were that were there that had participated in this workshop. And he got up and he said, do you remember what's now called the Kanungu Massacre? 20 years ago, there was a heretical Christian pastor who taught all of these false teachings, just just awful things about the end times and stuff like that, he ended up killing or encouraging suicide for almost 800 of his church members. For us, I'm looking at it, it was distant, it was 20 years ago. For these leaders who lived there, it was a present concern. It was right at the forefront of their minds. And Pastor Richard got up and said, you remember that's what happened. That was because of false teaching. We can never allow something like that to happen again. That's why we are here with 21C International. I thought, okay, yep, that's why we're here with 21C International. Right. And that is one of the reasons that we that we exist to provide the training that pastors need, but then the knowledge, the biblical foundation that they need to pass along to their church members so that church members don't get swept away like that by false teaching. Exactly. Exactly. So what's amazing to me in the story that you just shared is you mentioned that Donut found us on Facebook in January. He came to a training in March. You were in Uganda. And the reason you were in Uganda in March was that you were launching our ministry in that country. And then to think that now by the end of this year, just nine months later, 10 months later, uh, that there are hundreds of pastors and church leaders that have gone through a systematic study of the book of Ephesians. So let's talk about that just a little bit and talk about some of the, some of the places that our studies have been done and where we, where we see the impact of those. So just kind of historically, if you're a listener of the podcast, you know that we kind of fell into this by accident. <laughs> we weren't <laughs> intending, right? Yep. Certainly not. We actually just had a conversation with a friend last night about the fact that this was not our intention for our future, but the Lord clearly drew us in this direction. And so we started training pastors initially live in person, formally as 21C, in 
July into August, I think, right, Steve, of 2021. Mm-hmm. That might have the dates right. Yep, that was my first trip over there to to Kenya in that case. Yes. So you brought a short commentary on the book of Ephesians. And actually, we didn't even have really the formal Timothy groups at that time. Right. We were still figuring some of these elements out. But that first trip, you brought the book of Ephesians to Kenya. And then we went back to Kenya that year. And after that, these Timothy groups got launched, these study groups. So where are we at with material, with what comment series we've got in use in East Africa and other places in the world? And where, like in terms of numbers, like for, I mean, obviously it's not really a numbers thing, but numbers are interesting and they do show some of the effects of our efforts. And so what are some of the numbers from um, so far? So from our two years of like full-time doing this that you can give us for what's happening with our studies? Yeah, great question. And, and I agree with you. It's not about the numbers, except every number represents a person. Mm, yes. It's a cool mental thing for me to remember that while I'm looking at studies and followers and each one of those is a person, each one of those is somebody who has impact and is called by Christ. And we have a we have a part in that. So I'm kind of excited about the numbers. And because we know that pastors have church members that they're shepherding and leading, we know that those numbers actually then grow because of the, the flock that's being encouraged, taught, challenged because of the initial training that the pastor receives. So it's that kind of exponential piece to the numbers that's also pretty amazing. So we start, I'll start with the Facebook side of things because that's just kind of using Donut as our example. That's where he connected with us. Yeah, Uh, We have a Facebook page where we post just very short, simple, biblically sound pieces of encouragement or information training on biblical truth. And I remember when we first got started, we thought, I thought uh, in my brilliant strategy, how cool would it be if by the year 2025, we had 25,000 people following our Facebook page? That's a good number. Yeah, that was, that would have been really cool. Because at the time we had like, I don't know, not even 4,000, right? Something like that. Yeah. We started with about 4,000 and, and thought this uh, this is, we're onto something. We're able to help People all over the world, they don't, these pastors don't have access to training. They do have access in the 21st century to Facebook. So great platform. So very rapidly, my brilliant strategy and goal of 25,000 became largely irrelevant. As we know, God can do (laughs) immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. I thought 25,000 was cool. Uh, as of right now, we have 59,000. It's amazing. Uh, and that's growing by uh, 1,000 a week or something like that. Uh, so we're really excited about that. We have 59,000 followers like Donut from over 120 countries that we've specifically been able to identify. Uh, and with that, then, we have 100 to 150 messages or comments every single day So many of them uh, are, this is what we need. Can you come to my place? Can you come to Pakistan? Can you come to Indonesia? Can you come to Bhutan? Can you come to the Philippines? All over the world, this is what we need. Please come. We need training. So 
first number for me is where we start with that Facebook, and that's 59,000 that we have the opportunity to interact with, encourage, and equip as they follow these posts. So that's really cool. So I just have to ask, have you set a new goal for 2025, or are you just tossing the goals and you're just going to just like, hey, whatever you do, Lord? <laughs> specifically right now in the case of Facebook, I've kind of tossed the goal and gone, I, I don't know. Um, one of our, we'll get to this uh, in a little bit, one of our, our challenges is actually keeping up with what God is right. doing. And so... Yes. Uh, right now, working with our our key leaders in both the U.S. and in East Africa to try and figure out what what do our new goals need to look like, um, given yeah. that God has just stunned us with what he's doing. What does that mean for our strategy and planning? So. Uh, so, yeah, I have not yet reset my twenty five thousand, but it's going to be a whole lot more than twenty five thousand. Yeah. So our our next real number is the number of studies that are done. So again, as with Donut, our first contact with a lot of these uh, pastors and leaders is on Facebook. But we do not intentionally we do not do our training online. One of the things that we know is in the majority world in the global south, training is best done. Growth is best seen in-person relationships and yes online is a great place for content delivery and some and some conversation but it's not where growth really happens so we intentionally don't do all of this online other than those short posts on facebook once we're in connection with a pastor a leader like donut and his and his father pastor richard we do what we can to actually go to their place one of the one of the big wins we've had this year is we have expanded our local our national leadership teams in Kenya and Uganda. We have national coordinators who are running the ministry in those countries and then they have teams we call them coaches that are more localized able to provide support. We now 2 years in little slightly more than 2 years in we now have more than 40,000 of our studies that have been done by studies you mean specifically the 3 month process mm-hmm. that people go through to study a book of the bible together in a small group type setting that in person so we do some initial training mm-hmm. for the first set of facilitators to launch them into gathering groups and training people and that's what Donut did. He came to that initial training to learn how to facilitate a group. He went home. He collected 25 leaders to train himself. And now those 25 leaders are training others. Those were the people that we met when we were just there in November. And so so with those studies, there's the book of Ephesians in print and in use that represents most of that number, I believe, right? But then there's also the Gospel of the Gospel of Mark yeah. also represents a, a short, smaller number because Kenya has moved into the Gospel of Mark now. Some of our some of our partners in Kenya are using that. So we're at the number the forty thousand mm-hmm. that represents the studies that have been have been printed and are most of them in use in East Africa and where else? Because I know yeah. that it's we've got a few other places. Too. So we're solidly entrenched in Kenya and Uganda. That's where that's where we're going. Our trainers go there. We've got national staff in place. 
because we have part of the model is based on Second Timothy two two the things that the things that you learn you go find more create a group of their own volition many of the leaders that we have worked with in Kenya and Uganda have taken it to neighboring countries so we know it's in uh, DR Congo Rwanda Burundi uh, Tanzania Mozambique. Uh, and some of the uh, some other places that are right there in East Africa, simply because they go, they cross their border, they start a group, people study. Uh, it has also Kenya and Uganda, throughout East Africa. Uh, we have also then taken the study to South Africa, to Honduras. Uh, we launched the program in Brazil a couple of months ago, uh, and we're watching as those. Those seeds of ministry in those other countries have have also now begun to show, uh, not as rapidly as we saw in Kenya and Uganda, but we're seeing growth in these in these other places: South America, South Africa, South America, and Central America. So, what are some other highlights from this past year? When you think about, are there any other other numbers to talk about, or is that is the forty thousand the biggest next, the biggest last that, number to talk about? That's probably the biggest. There's a couple of other yeah. less numerically oriented, but a couple of other highlights that would that would track there. I mentioned almost in passing our national staff. One of the things that is new this year really is this growing national staff. The first year we started in Kenya, it pretty rapidly became apparent that we needed someone who could manage what was happening in Kenya. And so we brought on... Yeah, explosive would be the word uh, yes, to describe yes, what happened it, in Kenya. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It went from a few hundred people that came to, came to some workshops to thousands of people who were studying all over Kenya. Yes. So we, we brought on a national coordinator in Kenya who manage that part of the program. This year in 2023, we added area coaches in Kenya. We also added our coordinator and area coaches in Uganda. So just in this last year, we've fairly dramatically expanded our ability to do ministry in those countries using the national leaders who are already in place there. Uh, and so that for me, that's one of the highlights is they are doing this, which is allowing this exponential growth. So one of the other things that that I've, I'm just really excited about is is this sort of slow addition of language translations for what we do. Obviously, in in few of the places that we go, English is the predominant language. And so when we first started, we had our English version of the material translated into Swahili because that's the predominant language in in Kenya. Then as we moved out into more and more areas as the ministry grew, we, we've been quietly adding. So right now uh, we have, of course, uh, we're in print in English in Swahili. Uh, it's been translated into Portuguese, uh, which is the primary language in Mozambique. Also set us up for knew, yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> I didn't even know that, embarrassingly. But that also then, in in the way God works, set us up to expand into Brazil without having yes. to worry about additional translation. That had already been done. Uh, so English, Swahili, Portuguese, Luganda, which is one of the major languages in Uganda, Kosa, which is a language used in South Africa, 
uh, and uh, Spanish because we've been using it uh, a little bit in uh, in Central America and, and are hoping in this coming year to expand. Those six languages are in print, in use. We also then have French, which the final draft is just waiting for its last tweaks and edits. Hindi, which is almost done and will be used next year when we expand into India. Uh, and then another language, which is a predominant language used in the southwest part of Uganda, will also be done probably within the next several weeks. Yeah, perfect. So you've teased us a little bit with with a look ahead um, about Hindi mm -hmm. and uh, the fact that that's going to come into use in 2024. So let's jump to that. Yep. Let's jump to what's ahead for 21C because we see that God has done some amazing things, right? I think you always say when we come back from a trip, you're waiting for a trip to disappoint. You're waiting for an experience to be like, oh, okay, no, something's something's not right. But every time we come home from a training trip, we all have the same response of what God is doing is phenomenal and amazing, and the need is great. You know that I interviewed Paul recently from Reforma, and he was talking about the fact that it was a, it's a crisis, the need for pastor training. And so, so we're so excited to see that we're helping with that issue in the global South, the majority world. And so Every time we come home, we're like, this is this is awesome. God is just on the move, and it's so exciting to be part of it. So what's next? One of the things that, that our leadership is pondering and praying about, we're, we're looking for discernment because, as you said, there is, in fact, to quote Paul, there is a crisis in this pastoral training. There are hundreds of thousands of pastors or all over the world who have no formal training, very little biblical literacy. And we get, because of, of our connection on Facebook, we literally will get 10, 12 requests a day. Please come to my place. So part of our challenge right now is discerning where do we go? Where is God calling us? Where is God telling us to wait? Which is always difficult. Very specifically, uh, in the coming year, we'll be working to expand what we began in uh, in uh, South America, notably in Brazil. Uh, we will be looking to solidify some of the things, notably our, our key leadership teams internationally. Uh, and then we are in March going to be launching in India. We have a phenomenal Indian denomination that we'll be partnering with there with spend some time with their key leaders and we're excited about their commitment to Christ. We're excited about the scale of what they will be able to do. They have ministry throughout uh, India from the urban areas in places like Delhi to the remote areas of the, the hill country in way far rural Northern India. So we're really excited about the potential with this partnership. So, uh, a couple of us will be going to to work with this team, launch ministry in India. Uh, that's our big one. And we're kind of waiting right. to see what happens there. One of the things that yeah. we know is ministry is growing. I think you used the word a minute ago, almost explosively, exponentially. It's just, right. mm -hmm. it's huge and it's beyond 
our ability to kind of wrap our brains around how rapidly God's leaders are adopting the program and how excited they are about the opportunity to be trained. So one of our big things this coming year is to make sure that we have we have solidified our organizational ministry infrastructure so that we are able to take advantage of places like India. India will be our big one. Um, we mm-hmm. And then expanding in Brazil, we'd like to expand more in Central America. Uh, we have a trainer that we, just a brand new trainer that wants to be a part of what we're doing that uh, is originally uh, from South America and would like to be working with this program in South America. So we think, uh, we think God's going to be opening some new doors in South America as well as in India for us. Yeah, that's definitely something to pray about to see how God leads and directs mm-hmm. us in that area yeah. of the world. As you were talking, I just was, there was something that you said and it just, it got me thinking about just something that we haven't really talked a ton about. Maybe we've touched on it a little bit, just the excitement and the hunger. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't want to miss the opportunity to just emphasize the fact that it's not like we're going and saying, you have to do this. And these leaders are going, oh, okay, we have to do this. You, you mentioned, it's like, you know, how can I be trained? How, please come to my place. But like the hunger, it's not, and it's not that we don't give them anything except, except the training. They don't get paid. They don't get anything from us except this exposure to a way to study God's word and to grow deeper in the knowledge of his word and that passion and desire that we meet every day, really through starts with the Facebook messaging that comes in all the time and emails we receive, please come, please come. I, you know, I want to do your program to then when we're there in person and the response and the, and the gratitude, I, I think, one of the things I know I've said to you about this last trip was something that struck me this last trip was over and over again, how many people said to us, thank you for loving us. Mm-hmm. It's true in Kenya. It's true in South Africa. It's true in Brazil that they see our investment into their training as evidence of the fact that we love them in the Lord. To me, that that almost encapsulates what the experience is like that we go and, and yes, we pour ourselves out for them, right? This long days, it's not, it's not glamorous work. It's long days. It's lots of driving on really terrible roads. Most of the time. Yes. 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 And speed bumps that are like small mountains to climb on roads. And I mean, it's just, it's, but, but at the same time that it's it's received with such gratitude and love and how they lo- just love us back that it's like they thank us for loving them but their love returned to us is just it's just again it's just something that i wish every person listening to us right now could experience and have a taste of because i think it's the part of the the training that's it's the thing that the very first trip that we did together mm-hmm that I was like, I could do this for the rest of my life. It was because of the hunger and the passion that those pastors had to know God's word and their engagement in it and their excitement about it. And that is repeated again and again and again as we go and we train. And it's just, it's only God. Only God can can birth that in people. Only the Holy Spirit can give people the desire to know God the way we are encountering people desire to know God. And it's just, it's just thrilling. 
So I, for me, as I think about the year ahead and knowing that there are all of the logistical things to figure out with the scale of the ministry and the fact that we've almost outpaced <laughs> ourselves now in terms of infrastructure, that's something we're talking about a lot. It, it's still at the same time, the, the need is so, is so great. And so just, I don't know, to know that God is is going to lead us like he like he leads people to want to be trained. He's going to lead us in the right direction for the next elements of training and what he's going to do, which is pretty awesome. It is. It, it, well, and, and all of that, it just, for me, it, it adds this kind of exciting sense of urgency. Mm, yeah. To this, uh, you referenced back in one of our very first things, even before, 21C International was was a thing, watching how hard these leaders worked to get to what was free training. Donut, uh, I mentioned earlier, is is another classic example of that. When we traveled uh, just, what, six weeks ago, a month ago, whenever that was, when we traveled just not that long ago. Less than a month. Yeah, less than a month ago now, from where we were to his area of Kanungu, we had a, a private vehicle. It took us 12 hours to get to his place. Donut made exactly the same trip. He used all of his money to use the long way with these crowded vans. They pack 15, they pack 20 passengers into a 15 passenger van and it takes hours or more. He made the same trip never having met us or heard of us other than Facebook so that he could get the training because he was that yes. committed to getting training that in his case, he specifically came on behalf of his community because he was going to be the representative who got it started. I remember right. uh, having a meal with him and he mentioned that the leaders, the church leaders in that area had had been praying for years that God would provide biblical training for them. And they thought yes. 21C International was the answer to that prayer. So he made that journey across the country. And now there's hundreds of leaders in that area who are growing in their faith and they're learning scripture and they're passing it on to their congregations. It's pretty cool. Yeah. No, it is. It's really cool. It's really awesome. So for people that are listening right now, uh, how can they pray specifically for 21C for this coming year? For me, the biggest one is wisdom. Mm, yes. We have so many opportunities. Which ones does God want us to take advantage of? We simply can't go everywhere. So yep. who should be the partners we work with? What should be the nations we launch in? What should, where should we put our, our resources? I don't just mean finance. I mean mm -hmm. our financial resources, yeah. but also the limited time that our trainers and our, our coordinators have and yes. uh, the, the energy and the finances that it takes to translate into new material languages. And so really for me, the thing that people can be praying for is wisdom. And the wisdom identifying additional people yes. in each country to come alongside yes. and help yes. fulfill the ministry, because that is also an area that yeah. we're going to need yeah. to grow in um, for this year. And 
And here we can know people and we can spend time with them. It's harder when we go. Um, we do we do our best to spend time with our coaches mm-hmm. and our coordinators and um, to you know grow that relationship, but also just just to make sure that we're putting the right people in in place yeah. from the very beginning. Yeah. So yes, wisdom is is huge. Anything else come to mind? Well, I think for me, you just led into it. It's the right people. Yeah. There is so much to be done and only so many mm-hmm. hours in anybody's day. We need more <laughs> of the right people who are able to travel to do some of the, the, the training, introduce the material, uh, develop the yeah. relationships. We need more of the national leaders who take the responsibility in those countries. Uh, and those are not easy decisions. Um you know, Jesus said the harvest is the harvest is right. Pray for the workers. He didn't. Yes. It, it, it strikes me as the guy who's who's responsible to raise all of the funds to make all of this happen. Hmm. Jesus didn't say pray for the money. He said pray for the people. Hmm. Yeah. Wisdom, the right leaders yeah. across the board within our, our U.S. based organization, but also internationally. Those are, for me, those are the two huge ones. I would, I would agree with you. It's kind of fun. You sync, your ideas sync up with, with mine perfectly. (laughs) So, hey, we must work together. We must be in ministry together that we, we see things kind of the same. Well, Steve, thank you so much. I am so grateful that you took, again, that you just took some time out of your busy end of the year schedule and around all of the things that happen this time of year with the holidays and family and trying to recuperate from all of the travel that you did this fall and stay caught up with the the heavy workloads. So I really appreciate that you took the time to just just put that all on pause for a minute and talk um, with me about what God has done. It's more fun to talk about it with you <laughs> than it is to talk about it without you. It, it, it um, was which fun. is maybe why we're maybe partly why we're doing yes. this together, right? Because we do actually enjoy it. So yeah, so thank you so much for your time and um, thank you uh, for joining us today. If you're listening um, to this episode, we really appreciate so much the opportunity to share what God has done and a little look forward about what we are expecting God to do in 2024. So thanks again for joining us on this episode of On The Move. Thank you for listening to this episode of On The Move by 21C International. 21C International is a Christian nonprofit organization on a mission to encourage, equip, and empower Christian pastors in the global South by providing free, informal biblical and pastoral training. You can visit 21C International to learn more and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform to hear more about missions, international ministry, and how God is changing lives around the world. 